Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. Many of you have seen that our service flow has changed a little bit. And, um, and we're doing that intentionally um, because what we have found in this season... W- People need to connect with the Lord. And so we have moved uh, the way we do it, and we always will. So, well, I just want to come to church that does the same thing. Well, we're, we're not going to do that. But, but, but we are going to always be thinking and asking the Lord, what do you have next? And so for us, we have seen this month people come up at the end of service, get prayer, and God, I, I believe, listen to this, that God is going to speak to you as we begin to open the word. And if he doesn't, it's one of a few options. I was really bad, and I, I've been there. You know what I'm saying? Listen, you get what you pay for, baby. All right, so if you want better, tithe more. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm, but, but anyway, I'm, sorry, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. If you don't give, you don't comment. No, um, anyway, um, uh, all right, so it was sorry, sorry, but here's the thing. All right, part of it is I can I can miss it, but part of it is you can miss it, and your heart can be flooded with concerns and problems and offense that your heart is so hard that you came to check it out and to check the people out. And to sit in a place of criticism, and the Bible says that that person will not receive, and it does not matter how good the preacher is. Then the other side is that, man, you came in with an open and ready heart, and the soil is tilled, and so it's either going to be revelation or reminding, and we've, we've talked about that, and I believe that that is, is going to happen for you, and so I pray that you're not here for long, that you're walking out to your car going, dang, did, did my wife call you? Did my husband call you? You've been looking on my Facebook page. You, I feel like your example was the thing I posted yesterday. Obviously, you didn't like it. Can I just say, I don't stalk y'all. I, I'm really, and one of the reasons that I don't do that is because I want to hear the Lord, and I won't want to be motivated by drama. And so I am praying that a a minute, a moment, a statement hits your heart and you believe, you can see, the faith in you arises that God is speaking to you about your direction, your family, protection, next step. And so I believe the Holy Spirit, listen, is moving. And that's ultimately what we want. From the time that you walk in to the time that we leave, the Holy Spirit, everything is geared to begin to move on your heart. And so the way we've restructured service is after we're done, after I'm done, um, uh, we, we'll have announcements come up. And we'll move into one more song and we'll open our altars up for ministry. And I am asking you not to just leave. 
We are going to honor the time. You're not going to be here all night. But I believe that there is something about the body of Christ standing in the gap, praying for those who are getting prayer. And we don't have to know what they're getting prayer about, but it is exciting to see that people are bold enough to come up and say, will you pray with me? And so we want to champion that because ultimately it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. And what people can get in a five-minute prayer can go change their week. Come on, does that make sense? And so uh, we feel like this is a good uh, uh, flow of service, and this is what we're going to do until God says to do it different, and then we'll do it different. Uh, but, but anyway, I just kind of want to let you guys know why we've been changing it up, and uh, we're just trying to listen to the Lord and get that right and, and, uh, and have ministry here. Um, we are in a sermon series called Push Back. Everybody say push back. Come on. Y'all feeling feisty? I'm feeling feisty. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm feeling feisty. I'm feeling like I'm a little froggy, like I'm going to jump. Like, what? What are you doing? Why are you looking at me? I just feel, because here's the thing is, I think that it is so easy for apathy to set in. And for us to forget that to get where we're going to go is going to take a little bit of resistance, a little bit of push, a little bit of, um, I got to get up. I, I've got to press in. I've got to get up. I've got to press in. You know, you can't tackle your day. You don't get up. How many of y'all know the bed gets cozy? Where are my sleepers at? Be honest. Don't lie. Where are my sleepers at? Come on. I remember my mom would always have that electric blanket and there would be times she'd turn that thing up and she'd be like, ah. Oh. I don't have no, I, 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 I get hot. I don't want an electric blanket. I'm like, turn on the fam. Can we get some ice cubes and pour them in the bed? What's up with y'all? You know what I'm saying? I'm just like hot nature. I don't, it's, a, it's, a, it's a condition. Uh, but, but a lot of times I, I think that if we're not careful, we will just become like Christian ease will set in. And when the pastor says spiritual battles, we agree before we think. Oh, you know, he yes, those spiritual, it's happening all up here and maybe even down here and right here. It's happening. Woo. Demonic stuff, evil stuff. Oh, yeah, a lot of it. But how is that affecting you? Like, how is that affecting you? Where, wh what has stolen your confidence? What has stolen the fact that you are having a hard time getting up and pressing in, getting up and pressing in, getting up and pressing in? And the truth of the matter is, it, there can be an old argument. There can be an old offense. There can be a future problem. There can be an unknown. There can be something before you that you're not confident in. And all of these things can hinder your push. All of us will face moments where the enemy tries to steal what God wants to give us. See, God wants to give you more, and the enemy wants to steal it, and there will always be this fight happen. It doesn't matter if you're a mature believer or you're a new believer. You are going to experience resistance. You're going to experience a hardship. You're going to experience adversity. I, I think I would even submit to you today that resiliency is a trait of spiritual maturity. Resiliency. 
There's got to be the body of Christ that gets back up when something happens, when someone falls, when someone fails, when we miss it, and we don't just stay knocked down. Uh, this last week, we had the Dream Team meeting, and there were two toddlers that were kind of playing in the lobby. Most of the people were gone. And uh, these two toddlers were just having a little fun time doing, in, in their toddler world, just kind of running around, playing. And they, I was coming out of the sanctuary, and I saw them. They were running. And so we just, your kids don't run. Um, uh, 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 but they, and, and all of a sudden, one came and did a half circle, and the other one went straight through, and it was, goose, come on, like, bam. And instantly, one fell to the ground. And he started crying, and it was like the end of the world. You know what I'm saying? Like we, five seconds ago, we were like, this is grand. This is great. This is wonderful. And then instantly there was pain, anger, embarrassment, anguish. The world is falling apart. And this little toddler was just on the ground. Ah! On the ground. And, and I walked out, and I was like, hey, bud. And he's like, I mean, he just stayed. And I was like, come on, get, look at, huh? And so I, I, right when I went to go get him, his dad came and picked him up and, and kind of brought him in. And he did the, the two thumb method, you know what I'm saying? Where you, you put it, your fingers in their eyes and kind of wipe away. And I know some of you are like, ow. Uh, but, 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 I mean, like you, but you don't go deep. It's just, it's kind of, it's kind of like a brush. It's, kind of, it's, a, it's the windshield wipers. It's a, you know what I'm saying? And so he put his hand, thumbs in and kind of moved them away. And all of a sudden began to talk to him and, and, and I just began to watch this as this word in my heart was beginning to form for Sunday. And, and I saw how the presence of a dad, a father, could begin to instill confidence, wipe away pain, remind of purpose, change the drama. Begin to shift and transform. And listen, and, and there was a transition that happened in father's arms. And then all of a sudden, the, the young man went back down. And all of a sudden, we were singing again. La, 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 la. And the kid was in, eh. And I was like, walk. <laughs> walk. Walk and be happy. And I don't know what has happened to you. Where you were just minding your own business. You were running and life's game. And all of a sudden, a boss, a personality, an ex, a, a relationship, a person, a something hits you. And you were like, why did you do that to me? How dare you? I was running and I was having a great time. But when you walked in, come on, listen, come on. I was happy till you came home. I was doing okay until you walked in. I was, because that's what we do. Come on. Like some of you are like, how do you know? We all do that. <laughs> we all blame somebody else. Okay? But here, here's what I saw. There was a moment here where this young man was either going to get up and press into the presence of his father or he was going to stay down. And I believe that the church is finding itself in a place where we have to get up and press in. Get up and press in. Get up and press in. And I don't know how you have, um, uh, I don't know who tripped you. 
I don't know what tripped you. I don't know why it tripped you. But all I know is that you are going to fall down and you have to get up. You're going to fall down and you have to get up. Here's what the Bible says. Proverbs chapter 24 verse 16. For, for a righteous for the righteous, and, the, and oh, King James Version says a righteous man, righteous woman, righteous people, people who are righteous. For the righteous fall seven times and rise. Again, they, they, they fall and they rise and, and, and they rise again. Everybody say again. again. No, no, everybody say again. So you have to rise again. It doesn't matter that you rose the last time. You have to rise this time. If you have to rise the time that you're falling down, you have to get back up. You have to get back in it. You can't just say, I'm done with the marriage. you got to get up back in. You can't, I'm not just done with life. I'm just not done with church. I'm not, not just done with Christians. I'm not just done. Like, you got to get back up. And here's the idea. Did you really think that you, with all this word about demonic, demon, Satan, temptation, our own choices, personal responsibility, Responsibility that you would not fall. That you would not blow it. That there would not be a moment of entanglement that caused you to fall. See, I love verses like this because it, it, it brings down this grandiose idea that all I need to do is hear a little bit of the word, and then I can go and be super Christian. Da-da! And woo No. The super Christians are the ones that are resilient, that get back up because it's a sign of maturity. That's why, look at me, when you look around and you see people who've been at church for a long time, you need to go up and you need to hug them, you need to high-five them, you need to give them knuckles, and you need to say, thank you for being here. Thank you for not quitting because I know life and, and, and I know that anybody can experience a hardship and that hardship can take you in, it can take you out, it can leave you down. But we need, come on, the church to get up and we need the church to press in. Look at this, arises again, but the wicked stumble in times of calamity. Come on, what about the last year and a half? Have you seen some people that stumble? We're not judging. We are not judging. But why does it say wicked? Okay, can I just tell you that we're not, we're not talking about Ouija board people. Okay? We're not talking about people who have tapped, tattooed 666 to their inner thigh. That's not, that's not who we're talking about. The Bible says, look at me, look at, there is the righteous and there is the wicked. What is the wicked? The wicked believe that they can achieve Happiness, wholeness without God. That is wicked in God's eyes because you cannot because you need me. The way I set it up is I created man. Man was not good alone. I made a couple and then I walked with them every day. And as long as they were with me, they were thriving. And so anything other than that would be wicked. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. The Bible says, woe to the man who calls what is evil good. Okay? So there is righteous. What is what? The right standing, the way God set it up. And so I am working to do the way God set it up. Or I think that it doesn't matter and God doesn't really care. And after all, he's full of grace and lemon drops and wonderful things. And it doesn't really matter what I do because, you know, it doesn't matter. And, and listen, a lot of times we get grace confused. 
We are saved by nothing that we've done on our own. But Paul countless times wrote, are we going to go on sinning? Are we going to go on doing what's wrong? Because here's the deal. You are not being robbed salvation. You are being robbed freedom. And there is a difference. Come on. There will be a lot of people who make it into heaven, but here they're not free. And their marriage is not free. Their family's not free. Their kids are not free because they've allowed bondage, come on, to come in because they tried to do it a different way. What does it say? Look right here. Stumble in times of calamity. Calamity. We have seen calamity. And we have seen people stumble because they're not sure what they believe. They're not sure why they believe what they believe. And I need you to know that you may stumble, but you got to get back up. And you, and you may be reading this verse with me, and you may be, Pastor, hold on. It's really motivational. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. It's good. But I have messed up more than seven times. In fact, uh... It, it would be a whole lot more helpful if it said seven times today. Because then I would be like, yeah, that's my verse. That's my verse. This is metaphoric. It is written by the wisest man. And the reason that he was so wise is because he began to understand how things work. And now we are learning from the wisest man in the world in the world, that if you get up, you're going to be counted among the righteous. But if you, if you lose it in the day of calamity, then you didn't trust who you thought you trusted. Come on, you hear what I'm saying? Okay, Philippians chapter 4, 13. I can do all things. Come on, everybody say all. all. Y'all you're, you're doing so good, I didn't even do it twice, that was great. Things... Through him who strengthens me. Can I tell you, you little self-made man, you little self-made woman, you're so smart with your degrees and your, your habits and your working and your, your Google Sheets. You, you're so awesome with your business, looking so good on you. You're weak. You have weakness. We all have a weakness. God would not have said, I will give you strength if you never needed it. And we sometimes pose. In, there was a word, you know, poser. You remember poser? Poser was a really cool word. It was like if you were a skater or you like did surfing. But in Arkansas, we don't do that. So we just steal words like poser. Are you being a poser? You're acting as if there aren't weekdays. And can I tell you, if you are actually navigating your life where you feel like you're strong enough, here is what I want to let you know. If you are actually strong enough to live your own life, you're not doing anything. I already know you're not working on your marriage. I already know you're not being intentional with your kids. I already know you're not trying to further the kingdom. I already know because, because when I step into doing those things, I'm not strong enough to do that and to continue. And I need the strength of God to begin to fuel me because I'm not going to say it all right because I get off lastly. And if you say it all right, you're doing nothing. I don't need no strength to sit on the couch and eat chips. Just working out, just doing a little P90 with these, with these ruffles. 
Truffles are really good. <laughs> Come on. I heard this comedian. It was so funny. Uh, he was like, yeah, I'm pretty athletic. Uh, I love watching the Olympics. And uh, I was watching this guy, and he ran around a track. And uh, by the time I got off the couch, went to the kitchen, and came back and sat down, he had won a gold medal. <laughs> he was like, I was out of breath. <laughs> I mean, it's the idea that, listen, if you can actually navigate this life on your own, then you're probably in a lot of comfort areas that are not stretching you to really grow your faith. See, I need strength when Katie and I have to have a challenging conversation and I'm about to change and I don't know it yet. See, that's called strength. It's called strength. It's called strength when I have to change uh, my approach with my kids. It's called strength when I have to come in and, and begin to tithe when I want to keep. Because I feel the tension of giving. But I don't need any strength in giving if I'm not giving. Hear what I'm saying? Listen, listen to this. God has more for you. And what if you got to heaven and he said, I had all of this waiting for you. Strength to start that business. Strength to start that ministry. Come on, some of you have been sitting on ministries for 25 years. And you've yet to take a step. Why? Well, I would do it if the water parted and there was a boat. And I was tan. And I, and we have all these conditions that we will step if, but that's not how God does it. And here is my concern for the body of Christ. If we are not careful, when we get knocked down, we will either crumble or we will commit. Crumble. Just, I give up. Crumble. Or you're going to commit. And if we opened up commitment, come on, if we really opened that up and could look inside what makes commitment, commitment, I think that we would find consistency. I think we would find cost. I think we would find character. I think we would find courage. I think we would find consideration. See, all of that goes into commitment. See, listen, I, I want to commit. I'm going to do, I'm going to do this, okay? Have you considered what you're saying yes to? Or are you just saying yes because we are in a world where we're battling people pleasing or we want to be a part? So if I don't say yes now, I may not get an opportunity later, but now I've committed and I haven't considered if I really can do what the request, come on, help me. Consider it. The Bible says, consider, consider. For the king that goes to war, 
Don't put your people in war and you can't even win. Don't start building a house and you can't get it finished. There's a cost. There's a cost. And so I'm just kind of reminding us of the body of Christ. Are we crumbling when we fall or are we committing? Because I promise you, there's a thousand things that we can, that can steal our attention and that can distract us. Come on, don't come in and talk about, I just need to read the word. Pastor, I'm struggling while you're at, you know, 47 hours of screen time. You made it through four series. Come on, help me. Listen, you ate out 12 nights, ain't even 12 nights. So you must have been hungry. And you're looking like, I don't have any time, I'm just being attacked. That's a lot of time. Come on, don't crumble. It's easy to crumble when you see no way out. It's easy to crumble when you believe the battle is so big and your resources are so small. Come on, think about David and Goliath. When Goliath was like messing with him, I will cut off your head and build it. <laughs> when, he, when Goliath was taunting him and David was like, hold on, buddy. I'm going to get my rock out. I'm really going to take care of you this time. <laughs> I mean, like, Goliath is like 700 pounds, and the rock's a good three ounces. Come on. And there are so many times that you could be in a situation where the, the addiction is so big. The problem is so big. I have so far to go. It's not, we've been dealing with this for years and, and it's just taunting you. And all you feel like you got from church is a little nuggets. Take it. But what happens is when you put that nugget in faith, all of a sudden, what looks like nothing becomes a supernatural weapon to destroy the enemy that's blocking your territory. Come on, help me. Listen. Come on, y'all going to clap, clap it up. That's good. Y'all making me work. Courage. Courage. Come on. Character. Don't overcommit and underdeliver. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be there. Listen, are you going to do it? Are you going to get up? Or are you going to crumble under all of the weight and the pressure? Commit to reading your Bible. Commit to, to transforming your mind with the truth. Commit to your marriage. Commit to your job. Commit to the church. Come on, be here. Be here. Commit to your, your, your tithe. Commit to giving. Commit to helping people. Commit to growth. Personal discipline. Commit, commit to... Listen. God's going to move in the people who commit. That's how he always has done it in the Bible. I think there's this story in the Bible I want to give you real quick as we end. And uh, Luke chapter 8, 
verse 43, Luke chapter 8, verse 43. And this is a story of a lady who was knocked down. And she had tried everything that she could try. And she had an option. Am I going to crumble or am I going to commit? Am I going to, listen, I, I've hurt people, so I'm going to leave. I'm going to abandon. I'm going to stop. I'm going to just die. Or am I going to get back up and do, come on, listen, what God has called me to do. Let's read this first. Look at this. And Jesus, it'll be up here. And Jesus went and the people pressed around him. And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for over 12 years. And though she had spent all of her living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. Come on, maybe you're sitting here and you've done all the, the YouTube classes. You've done all the AAA meetings. You've done all of the training. You've listened to work. You've done, you've done, you've done. And maybe you're a little frustrated because you've tried to do all you can do. I want you to look at this. Look at this. And she came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. And immediately her discharge of blood ceased. And Jesus said, who was it that touched me? I, do listen, do y'all ever read the Bible and, 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 and laugh? Not, I'm not talking, listen, some of you are like, we never read the Bible and laugh, it's God's word. Okay, I'm, I know, but some of the stories are funny. They're just funny. And um, in this next verse, my man Petey Pete is, uh, he's going to try to teach Jesus something. And now I'm just going to say this. When you're in your prayer time, don't be trying to teach God something. Let me tell you how it is up here in NWA. <laughs> we not in New York. <laughs> listen. Don't go try to teach God something. Um, I, I did have a birthday, and I'm older now, guys. <laughs> I'm older. I'm 46. I'm, or, I'm older, a little wiser. And I have a confession. I don't know when I lost the right to run my own TV remote. But now my children act like I am totally incompetent. And so when we begin to watch a movie, Dustin, they say, Dad, just give it to me. Like I'm old and senile and I, I'm not 105. I bought this TV. I know how to use the button. I taught you how to use your iPad. You better sit down and leave me. Just give it to me, Dad. I'm like... I used to be so cool. Maybe it was when I started riding a, driving a minivan that we lost it or something. Like, I don't know. Like, we, we need a Cobra or something. Like, like what? <laughs> I don't know. Or that I'm pulling milk out of the refrigerator. And I can feel that there's not much milk left in there. Like, only just a little bit. And my kids are like, yeah, there's not much milk left. And I'm like. Thank you for that. I would like to write a note to your teacher and tell her tell you how bright you are. And <laughs> wow, the education that you're getting is really awesome. You've got weight down. Come on. It's a, I know there will be a season that I don't know what I know now. But I'm not 
there right now. Come on, somebody. And I, I, I get on my phone and my kids are like, just give it to me. I have taken a picture before. Leave me alone. Okay. Listen to this. I'm getting hype right now. Y'all didn't even know. Jesus said, who was it who touched me? And when they all denied it, Peter said, um, Master, the crowd surrounds you and they are pressing on you. Okay, let, let, me, let me tell you the way he's, Jesus is like, hey, someone touched me. Peter's like, they're all touching you, sir. <laughs> Badge, number one disciple. What, you, what else you need? What you, you don't want them to touch you? Like what? Hey, y'all move back. Hey, well, which one? hey I got. <laughs> Jesus is like, no. <laughs> I know they're touching me. Something came out of me. Something was unlocked from me. And it has not happened until this moment. And so there were a lot of people all up around me. But something was unlocked from me. Come on, and I see that every Sunday, God doing miracles in somebody's life. And the other people come and going, I wonder what happened. I wonder what happened. Let's finish this. Look at this. But Jesus said, someone touched me, for I perceive that power has gone from me. And when the woman saw that she was not hidden, look at this. Look, it's over here. And not hidden, not hidden, not hidden, not hidden. I'm going to say it again just because you're like, we know what it says. We don't understand why you're doing that. Not hidden. See, here's the deal. Here's the deal. When you have a moment with the Lord, you will no longer be hidden. But all of a sudden, what God did in your life will begin to change what you're saying. Okay, look at this. She wasn't hidden. And uh, she came trembling, falling down before them, declaring in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. And he said to her, daughter, everybody say daughter. daughter. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. I feel like there are three major transitions from this story that will help you get up and press in. Three transitions that I'm going to give you real quick and then we're going to get out of here. The first one is this. Hope returned when she heard about the news of Jesus. We are in a season where the church is not dead but alive. When the darkness gets darker, the light gets lighter. And I need you to know while people are scared that the world is falling, Haiti, Cuba, Afghanistan, South Africa, COVID, politics, whatever, and people are going, oh, 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 oh. People are going to need hope. 
And it is the church's responsibility, come on, to begin to talk about what Jesus can do. She was on the last leg, discouraged, spent all she had. There was no one who could help her. But then all of a sudden, she hears whispers of a man, whispers of Jesus, whispers of what he could do. And she heard enough that hope began to rise and she got up and went and pressed in. Can I tell you, don't ever think that what you're talking about, what God is working on, what God's doing in your life, what God is doing in your family, you have no idea how much hope can get into someone's heart and all of a sudden that's all they needed. You thought it was just a little statement. But for them, they thought about it for a whole week and molded over and thought, dear God, I'm coming. I met a lady that came to church and she's been hearing about the church for a year and a half. They've been watching online. Her, one of her family members got saved today. Just that much hope. Just that much hope. Just a little bit of hope. And this woman was ready to press in and press through. And here's what I want to tell you. When our life lens gets blurry, it is because we have lost light. Where are all of my photo people? You like taking pictures? Come on. Some of you are like, no, I really don't like it. I do it, but I don't like it. On your iPhone, there is a yellow box. That yellow box, when you're taking a picture, because some of you are like, why is this box in the way? I don't know. Okay, here's the deal. The box is there because there's a shade of darkness. And when you hit that box, light comes. And it begins to focus. And so here's the deal. What I'm telling you is, if your life is a little blurry and it's out of focus, you need some exposure. <laughs> you need some exposure, come on, to the things of God and to the person of God. And you need to let some light into your life so that all of a sudden everything becomes clear. Y'all need to clap for that. The second thing is this. Her faith unlocked his power. Jesus wasn't in a power moment. It wasn't like he arced up. Come on, where my superhero people at? All of a sudden, Jesus walks by and walks into the crowd and he's talking and he's doing and he's being the son of God. And she accesses something from him. Come on. She made a commitment. She didn't crumble. She pressed in and unlocked his power. And come on, I believe that we're not just in worship. Listen, we're not just karaoke Jesus. This is in the bar, and we're just trying to all sing a song. Some people will lift their hands, and they'll be so heavy and crushed on the inside that I'm just, all of a sudden, you've accessed his power. It's totally different than just showing up, come on, to church. And I believe that, that listen, when, when, when you, your faith gets ignited, you have no idea what you can unlock. Come on, that's why you need to go to Framework. That's not why you need to come and serve, be on, join our life group, do whatever. Because I believe there are moments that are happening that your faith, come on, it's another faith step. And, and you may have been locked out and locked down. Because sometimes we lose faith because of rejection, hurt. And pain, but you know, Jesus told us, he actually told his disciples, he said, when 
people treat you badly and you are rejected and offended, you actually need to take the dust and, and, and wipe off your shoes and wipe off your sandals before you go into the next place. Now, here's the deal. Listen, listen. This is important. God many times gave us a tangible and physical um, uh, image for a spiritual truth. Water baptism. Okay? Water is a symbol. We do baptism. You should do baptism. It's like the wedding ring. It's a statement. All things have passed away. All things become new. And come on, I'm making a commitment to the Lord. Okay. This shaking off your sand, you don't want to take old offense to new relationships. You don't have to be healed when you come here. But if you're going to step into leadership and you're going to step into what God has for you, you're going to have to shake the dust off your feet. You're going to have to get clean. You're going to have to let the Lord begin to clean you. Because here's the deal. I don't believe it's God's plan that we are on our seventh marriage. And I believe that so many times we just kind of, I, I, I'm so lonely that I need to go again and go again. And listen, you got dust on your feet. Get it off. Get it off. Get it off. Get it off. Come on. Get off that old hurt. Get off that old pain. Get off that old rejection. Get off that thing. Listen, Taylor Swift did not make up Shake It Off. <laughs> Jesus was shaking off the haters way before Taylor. <laughs> Come on. My last one is this. A miraculous moment changed her declaration. So here's what I'm going to say. If you are in a season, and I've been there, so this is not you, me, I'm good, you're bad, I'm just, we're just talking. If you are in a season where everything that comes out of your mouth is negative, critical, or lacking, that is a sign that you are too disconnected. And you've not been in his presence because when you're in his presence, all of a sudden your declaration begins to change and you see what God's doing and hope starts to rise and faith starts to rise and all of a sudden this, this moment, this miraculous moment is changing what I declare and now I'm talking about the goodness of God, not that I'm alone and everybody's left me and life's been unfair and you don't know my struggles and it's been very hard and come on. You got to get to the presence. I was in Belize a couple of weeks ago, and when you go through customs, they ask you, Do you have anything to declare? Because they want their money. You know what I'm saying? Don't be coming in here and try to go around the tax system. And so they will unzip the suitcase and they will look through it. And I wish for a moment I could look in your heart, I could look in your mind, and I could see all of the stories. That God has done. And I need you to know, don't lose what you have to declare. Don't lose your, what you declare. Come on. That's why we get into a life group. It's so you can sit next to someone who, you know what, you're struggling. You lost someone. You went through a hurt. Someone passed away for COVID. There was a lot of things that are going on. But yet you sit next to someone and they're in a different season. And they have persevered. They got back up. Come on. They're making it. They're on the other side. And you need to re relate. You need to hear that testimony. And then all of a sudden, your faith starts to rise. Testimony starts to rise. 
and a miraculous moment happens in your life. Come on. We want you to press in. Can anybody here declare God's goodness? Can anybody here declare God's goodness? Does anybody have a moment when God's been good to you? Come on. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand where God's been good to you. Anybody ever thought, I don't know how we're going to get through this. And you did. Anybody ever cried your eyes out because of the pain and thought it was almost over? But now you're here and that was like four or five months ago, years ago, whatever. Come on. Is the church not powerful because God hasn't moved? Or do we not remember his move? I think the last thing I love about her declaration changing is she starts out with the label, the woman with the issue. Uh, I, there's some weird Instagram labels, but I don't think that's the one you want. Uh, you're going to throw that down on Instagram, the man with the issue or the woman with the issue. Because you, you're probably going to lose some friends. I'm just going to say that. You're going to lose some followers. I'm going to unfollow you. This is weird. But she starts out the story before the transition, the woman with the end issue, and she ends with daughter. And I believe that there's somebody here that your issue has been your label, but this woman teaches us that she moves from mess to ministry, from trouble to testifying. Come on, she moved. There's a shift that happens in her life when she begins to get up and press in. She used to be hidden. And now she was handpicked. Will you tell your story? She was handpicked. Will you tell your story? And then she starts to declare. And you know what? In that moment, we, we don't talk about Enneagram in that moment. We don't talk about, you know, uh, 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 who's... Um, you know, an extrovert or an introvert. We don't talk, we don't hear nothing about personality because here's the deal. This moment trumped her personality and she had to declare the goodness of God. I need to tell y'all why I got out of bed this morning. I need to tell you what happened. I need to tell you what God's doing. I need to tell you what's happening in my life. And I, you don't know where I was a year ago. I was oh, darkness all in my room. You had no idea what was happening in my heart, but God started moving on me. Come on. This is my hope of what happens in the house. That people come with issues. And they leave with a meeting with the Father that begins to pick them up, speak courage over their life, and say, let's get back in the game. And that's what we're praying for you. Come on, all over this place, all over this place, all over this place.
if you're here today and you've never made the transition from death to life, if you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, then right now that's the first transition. That's the first way you get up. That's the first way you press in. You crown him as king. You crown him as Lord. And if that's you, I'm going to count to three and I'm going to ask you to just raise your hand right where you're at when I count to three. And and, and the Bible says in in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 Therefore If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old has passed away. Become, Behold, all things become new. And I believe that new things can happen in your life right now, today. If you want to make that commitment to Christ, on the count of three, I'm asking you to lift your hands. Come on, don't wait. Lift your hands. One, two, three. Come on. That's me, Pastor. That's me. I need to make a commitment. I need to make a commitment. I need to make a commitment. If you're making that commitment, come on, just say this right here. Just say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Crown me. Cover me. Unleash me to do all that you've called me to do. Here's my last thing. And then we're going to move into announcements. If you're here today, and you know what? Listen, you've been knocked down, and you've been down longer than you should. You've been down longer than you should. And I believe the the Lord is speaking to you today, and He's saying, Daughter, get up. Son, get up. Daughter, get up. Son, get up. And you feel like this is stirring in you. Like the Lord and you are in a meeting and he is speaking to you. Then I am asking you on the count of three, right where you're at, to just raise your hand. One, two, three. Come on. This is for me. This is for me. This is for me. Come on. It's okay. Come on. I want to pray for you. Father, right now in the name of Jesus. God, you see hungry people wanting to meet with you, wanting to press in. We're seeing people begin to move. Father, I'm asking that you would move on the hearts of your people and let them know that they are loved and they are chosen by you. In Jesus' name, come on. And everybody said amen. Come on. Give the Lord a hand clap. Come on. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.